Well, hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope everyone's having a blessed day today, as always. And just giving everybody a heads up, a lot of people have been asking me about it. Yes, the Magnesium Brain Food is on sale right now for product of the week. Y'all voted, and it won on the website at healthmasters.com. And also, too, we just got a fresh batch of the methylated B-complex in stock. And a lot of people have been asking about that as far as for adrenals and for energy. And so we went ahead and put it on sale. It's on sale for 15% off right now. So that will be good for about a week. But just want to give everybody a heads up on that. Hope everybody is doing well. And, again, thank you for the continued support and the emails that everyone is sending in. We definitely appreciate all of it. Also, too, in first news, this is something very interesting today. Is On Wednesday, the World Economic Forum, which you guys know, these guys have been buried heavily in the entire COVID agenda, including claiming for a, a great reset, so to speak, globally. They now had basically said that they're going to be doing a new global cyber attack simulation that will be taking place this coming July to instruct participants in developing secure ecosystems by simulating a supply chain cyber attack. Now, if you guys remember the World Economic Forum alongside Bill Gates hosted Event 201, which was basically in October of 2019, and if you remember, it simulated a novel coronavirus pandemic that spreads around the world and caused major disruptions in the global economy, and remember, that was just weeks before the first case of COVID-19 appeared in China. So this Cyber Polygon 2021 is merely the latest such simulation. Is it going to do anything? I don't know. Has the World Economic Forum been tied into a whole host of different strange incidents that have happened all over the globe for years? Absolutely. So, again, that just gives you another reason why to stay prepped and stay ready. There's a lot of things that basically have been uh, getting hammered at Florida the last couple days because we hosted the Super Bowl down here because there were so many parties because the giant boat party on Wednesday and there's been a lot of talk of different things going on if Biden's going to stop air traffic going out of Florida uh, a whole lot of just nonsense has been happening and one thing that I told somebody the other day I was at Publix yesterday actually and I was talking to an employee that was actually working there and you know she's she was fully awake of everything that's going on she didn't have her mask on half the time she was working there and I said here's the thing that everybody has to realize with what's going on with this whole Super Bowl thing we have to use this to our advantage if in two weeks the half the population of Tampa isn't dead or in the hospital or dying from COVID in two weeks then it's a clear-cut sign that this whole entire COVID pandemic is a farce, just flat out, because there was no social distancing, there were no closed businesses, and there were no masks pretty much in any part of Tampa the entire weekend and this week. So if the half of Tampa doesn't basically get COVID and get sick and overwhelm the hospitals by a super spreader event is what they've been calling it. Which is the funny term that <laughs> that's a clear indication. And it needs to wake everybody up that this whole entire thing has now turned into a farce. So I thought I would just throw that out there is now Florida again 
is the prime example of what you can do and what you should do all across the country and define any type of restrictions or lockdown orders. That's my opinion on that. Then. What do you think? Lawson, that's exactly right. The problem is the media can make it sound like anything. Oh, another 100,000 people infected in Tampa Bay. Hotels and hospitals are overwhelmed. And all of a sudden we go, oh, wow, you know, it's a super spreader event. And the whole world goes, oh, wow, the Super Bowl did this. It was Tom Brady's fault. It was Governor DeSantis' fault. It was the mayor of Tampa's fault. And they can make it do anything they want to do with the national news coverage. It doesn't have to even be true. Look what Kumo just did now. And, all, and he sent all these people with COVID in the nursing homes to die. And they infected all of these people in New York with COVID, and all these people in nursing homes died. And he lied about it. And now they want to basically prosecute him for this. Of course, that'll never happen in a democratically controlled state, but the point is this is how they completely control and spend the media. See, what we have here, you know, and I've I've told you this before, and I'm going to give you a little bit of a metaphor today for it. You know, we've got the entire United States, we the populace. You know, we used to vote and it used to mean something. And we used to put people in the office who basically ended up getting corrupted either because of their sexual fetishes or their financial irregularities or because they lied about stuff or whatever and they got compromised you know via sting operations via jeffrey epstein they weren't legally sting operations they were blackmail operations that jeffrey epstein was running you know with over a thousand politicians around the world you know basically with their fetishes and what ended up happening is he got to the point where he knew everybody and everybody thought it was just normal to go out and basically rape little girls and little boys a bunch of sickos and what we have, we thought is that these politicians represented us. But this group of people who also control the military industrial complex, who also control the CIA and MI6, who answer only to the Sabbatain, Kabbalist, Luciferian, Frankists, who answer only to Lucifer at the highest level with their priests and warlocks and witches and wizards, they run the planet. And then you go one notch up above that, and you, of course, you, you've got Lucifer. It's, that's who, are, who the evil one is that God says deliver us from the evil one. Here's the problem. There are a whole bunch of underlying things that have gone into this, including the Schofield Reference Bible, which has made all of us say, well, no, 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 the Rothschilds are good people. They run and control you know, Israel, so they have to be good. They can't be bad. We can't talk about that. Okay? So what we have here is a giant pink hermaphroditic <laughs> child abuser, you know, pedophile, who's about 700, 800 pounds, sitting in the corner in the room with us. And he's dripping sweat, and he's nasty, and he's greasy, but he's not there. And that's the international banking cartels. Those are the Kabbalists. They're sitting in the room with us, and we're talking about all the stuff that these things do with this giant sweaty pedophile does. But we're never pointing at the pedophile and saying it's him. It's not him. It's the globalists. So instead of specifically mentioning who the sweaty pedophile hermaphroditic weirdo is in the corner, we just say it's the globalists. So we don't point out that because it's not politically correct. Because if you do it, you know, you get slammed as a racist or whatever. And this is why people don't talk about it. The one senator now, basically in or in in um, Georgia, who was basically elected, who you know was basically anti-Israel, he's now being investigated for financial 
irregularities. And he may be indicted for that. And so we see the Star Wars, Star Wars girl with Disney. This is the craziest thing you've ever seen. Disney under heavy fire after Lucasfilm drops actress Gina Carano because of anti-Semitic comments. You know, and you think, what, what, the, what do you mean? She goes, she shared a social media post that critics say downplayed the experience of Jews during the Holocaust. Quote, Jews were beaten in the streets, not by Nazi soldiers, by their neighbors, even by children. Read one of Carano's social media posts and questions, according to a purported screenshot. Quote, because history is edited, most people, they don't realize that to get to the point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews, the government first made their own neighbors hate them for simply being Jews. How is that any different from hating someone for their political views? End quote. The actress deleted the tweet on Wednesday, but not before she was basically bumped off of the Holocaust denial <laughs> group of people who say, hey, this girl's bad news because of what she just said. Now, it doesn't matter if what she said was true or not true. She's gone. And see, and, and this is what we have, you know, with the entire planet now. And now yesterday and this week, I've mentioned multiple times about alt media being compromised, being with the wheats and the tares, the wheats and the, the, the wheat, the wheat and the weeds in the fields are growing together, sown by the evil one. Did a whole show on that on Tuesday. You need to hear it. But the reality is we're seeing more and more and more division in all media. If you dare to mention the Palestinian crisis, which has literally left hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people dead in the Middle East, you're an anti-Semite. If you're an anti-Semite, means you're anti-Israel, which means, according to the Zionist, you're cursed. Whoa. Well, that's, that's what they believe. So there's a dividing line down the middle. So we can sit here and we can say, oh, these people are the globalists and they're doing all of this and they're horrible, horrible people. But you can't point out who the globalists are, like the World Economic Forum, the Bank of International Settlements. You know, all of the different banks in Switzerland, which are controlled by the Rothschild banking cartels, which control the slinging of the dope money out of Afghanistan. Can't mention any of that. Can't talk about that. Can't talk about their tie-in with the Rothschild banking cartel. And you can never talk about the Balfour Declaration. And so this is where we find ourselves with a giant 10-foot, 12-foot, 20-foot tall, whatever you want to make it, sweaty pink pedophile hermaphrodite in the corner, dripping all over the place with sweat. And nobody talks about it because... It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. And this is all media now. And the mainstream media, they long forgot about the sweaty pedophile. They think it's normal. They think the sweaty pedophile hermaphrodite on the corner is okay and it's normal. And it's not. It's not okay and it's not normal. But this is what we have found ourselves in with the alt media. You simply can't talk about certain things. I, I spoke about, I spoke to an alternative, alternative media guy yesterday and he goes, there's certain things I can't put on YouTube. I have to ignore certain topics in a certain situations or they're going to censor me. Wait a minute. I'm, they're not censoring you. You're self-censoring yourself. You know, they took us off of YouTube three over three years ago now. They, like, deleted all of our posts. I think, they, I think they left two shows up or whatever, and they did it for copyright violations, but they would never tell us what the violations were. It was ridiculous. And, and so I – I just we, we just flushed it. So I'm done. We're not going to play this game with them. I'm not going to be self-censored. And Austin said the same thing. We're not going to do this. But most of the people at alt media are, are self-censoring. 
And they won't tell the truth because they're afraid of the blowback they're going to get. And a lot of it's from the Christian right. Now, the Christians are basically in a situation where they're, they're in a mess right now because they've followed a leader, Donald Trump, who basically is in a situation where he doesn't really know what to do, he wants to start a third party, supposedly, unless this is just more obfuscation. But, you know, they're even posting articles now, you know, you know, on Drudge and on Breitbart about what's going on with the Christian right and false prophecies. And this is what we found ourselves in. We have all of these people in the alternative media. Many of them have supported Q, which is really kind of crazy to me. I mean, why would you support, you know, all that weird stuff and stuff that can't be proven? But then many, many more of them have supported these prophets who basically are going out and saying stuff that cannot be verified and simply doesn't come true. So now the mainstream media is coming in and saying, hey, you guys really need to understand that these Christian prophets really aren't doing what they say they're supposed to do. And you say, well, wait a minute. Is that something that we're supposed to be self-policing as far as what's happening? And the answer is yes. And, and the thing about it is if we don't if we don't do something, if we don't say something to these guys that are going out and doing stuff and prophesizing these things that are not coming true, they're going to further, further, further damage the United States of America and damage the Christian movement. They really are. Why is that? Because they're going to have people take their eyes and their hope off of Jesus Christ and put it on Donald Trump or a third party or on Q or on some strange event that's supposed to occur that never happens, and they're going to say, okay, it's going to happen. It's going to take a little while longer. This is exactly what I told you that was going to happen when we talked about the election and Biden on the 20th. I told you. Nobody else, everybody said it would go away. I said it wasn't going to go away. I told you guys that the Q movement was not going to stop. They've got too much money in it from a CIA psychological operation, too much time, too much energy invested in it, and they're not going to turn around and just shut it down because they've got too many people basically confused. We have, and I covered this on Monday's show. Please listen to Monday and Tuesday's show in this week. There's, the shows this week have all been just really on point. And Monday's show, I talked about how Christian marriages have crumbled and Christians are getting divorced all over the place. And, and husbands and wives are fighting because they're being put into a house together and they're not used to not going out and doing things because of COVID. And they're basically crumbling. And many of these Christian wives and Christian husbands are seeking secular help with counseling or psychiatric drugs. I've, I've got a friend of mine right now. You know, he's, he's basically taking some really, really strong drugs, and he's a Christian, to deal and cope with what's going on. You know, I had another friend of mine years ago. He was a pastor. He did the same thing. He started taking the psychiatric drugs. Before long, he was on an entire cocktail of psychiatric drugs, and what ended up happening to him, he ended up basically having to go into a clinic to get cleaned up, dried up, and get off the drugs. He was in there for one week, and as soon as he got out of the clinic, he basically went to his house, went down into his basement, and took a 45 and put a bullet through his heart, killed himself. I went to his funeral, so did Austin. This is the tragedy of when you mix psychopharma and psychiatry together with human beings that are depressed because they've lost their hope and faith because they've taken their hearts and minds off of Jesus Christ, and they've put them into the world, and they put them into Q, and they put them to these prophets that prophesize, or they put them to Trump. I was speaking to a young lady the other day, and she was having marital problems with her husband. 
And I, I discussed with her. I was talking to her, the friends of the family, and I said, well, what is the psychologist at the church telling you to do? And she said very succinctly, well, he asked me who I was. And she said, well, I'm, I'm, I'm a child of the Most High God. You know, I, my, I, I, I serve God Almighty and Jesus Christ. And he goes, yeah, yeah, but, but, but. That doesn't matter. Who are you? Wait a minute. She just told you who she was, but that wasn't good enough for you because you've been trained in Frankfurt School, and you've been trained to break down the pillars of society, which is Christianity and the home and the patriotic, patriotic family and the patriotic family and the groups of people that work together to bring honor and glory to God. Remember what Solomon said? Solomon, he ended up being super smart. He really did. He asked God for wisdom. God gave it to him. The problem is he went sideways. He went out there, and he could never get enough women. You know, he got real secular. I mean, he had hundreds of wives, close to a 1,000 wives and concubines, and basically those are women that are, he's not married to, he's just having sex with. And, and so he has like a 1,000 of these women because he could never have enough followers on TikTok. Whoa, did I say TikTok? And now I'm using that as a metaphor. Solomon went out and said, I need to have – okay, I'm going to be blunt. All right, just blunt. Let's be blunt with each other here. Solomon goes, I will never have happiness unless I can have X amount of sexual encounters with X amount of women. So I'm going to have more and more women come to me into the palace. They're going to be concubines and wives. I'm going to marry more and more of them because that will make me happy. Whoa, did I say make me happy? Yes, I did because he's defining his relationship with God based on happenings to make him happy. I've seen this so many times. So I counseled this young lady, and I said to her, I said, you know, if a secular psychologist is posing as a Christian psychologist trained in secular reasoning, he's never going to find peace in you telling him that my heart beats for the most high. My entire life centers around Jesus Christ, the Lord of my life. When I committed my life to Jesus and I was born again, I died to myself, and now I live for Christ. I live only for Christ. I live for the great I am. My heart beats for the great I am. He's going to say, but, yeah, but why are you really here? I just told you why I'm really here. I tried the secular reasoning. I tried to go out and do my own thing, and I had this giant God-shaped void in the middle of me that could not be filled by no matter what I did. So this is what happens. Human beings have to get more sex. They have to have more partners. They have to try more drugs. They've got to try more cigarettes. They have to try more pot. They have to try more alcohol. They've got to try everything trying to fill that God-shaped vacuum to try to help these psychologists figure out, why are you so unhappy? How do you define yourself? Do you have to define yourself as I had sexual encounters with a thousand different people and I'm a swinger, I go to clubs every weekend? Is that how you define yourself? That's what they want you to do. They want you to experience life. This is Frankfurt School. I discussed it in depth yesterday. They want to break down the very morals, the very fabric of Christian society. Why? Because it brings in an atavistic hatred of Jesus Christ. Why would Jesus tell me not to have sex with a thousand people? Because it ain't right. Because you're going to get all kinds of diseases. Well, I've had sex with a thousand people. Now I've got 25 different venereal diseases. But that's okay. All the people that I have sex with have venereal diseases too. So it makes it okay. And we get stowed together every weekend. Wait a minute. Is this what the secular psychologist wants you to do? To define yourself based on your sexual relationships? 
or your hobbies or what you do with your life? Is that what they say? Is that what they mean? I'm asking you guys a question. That's what the world has for answers for you. So if you go to a, quote, Christian church and you have a Christian psychologist, and you're going through marital counseling, and the first thing they ask you is, how do you define yourself? I'm a child of the Most High God. My heart beats for the great I am. And thou shalt call his name Jesus. He's the Lamb of of God, the Prince of Peace, the Counselor, the Good Shepherd. He's my Savior, my Redeemer, my Deliverer, my Messiah. He is Lord God Almighty, Lord of all, resurrection and life. He's the King of Kings, and he is the Son of God, and I serve him. That is my sole purpose in life, is to serve the great I Am. And they go, whoa, well, how do you define yourself? Okay, numbskull, I just told you how I define myself. Why are you trying to put me into Freudian weirdness with that cocaine Kabbalist weirdo Freud? Why are you telling me this stuff when I know who I am through Christ Jesus? Before I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior, I did not know who I was. And I was tossed to and fro by every wind of teaching. And I couldn't define who I was because I didn't know because I wasn't serving God. And finally, Solomon after he does all of this weird stuff, including getting into the occult and sacrificing children and humans to Satan. Oh, he got really wrapped up in it. What did he say? He said that God has now showed me that the sole duty of man is to serve him and obey his commandments. So he finished the book of Ecclesiastes. Read it yourself after he went through everything. And guys, that's how we define ourselves as Christians. This morning I had a, a friend, a Brilliant woman. I mean, absolutely brilliant. One of the best researchers I've ever seen. She told me she's so fearful right now of what's going on. And I, I emailed her back and I said, don't walk in fear. We're not born of a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I mean, think about this for a second. What are they going to do to you? You're here for a little bit of time. Like James says, you're but a mist. You show up and you leave. And you stay with God for eternity with the great I am. Forever. What are they going to do to you? They can't do anything to you besides take your physical life away from you. And if they do that, oh, well, we're going to die anyhow, so what difference does it make? Oh, death, where is thy victory? Where is thy sting? Jesus overcame both hell and the grave. Death, hell, and the grave. He overcame it. He showed us that, that once you get born again and you accept him as your savior, you're done. You're finished. It's over. He told you that. There is no reason to walk in fear. Does that mean that we should be concerned about what's going on with the United States of America? Absolutely. Should we stand against the teachings of the Frankfurt School? Absolutely. Should we stand against the communist indoctrination in the school systems? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Should we stand against secular psychologists and psychiatrists who want to put you on Prozac and Zoloft? And let me give you a little bit of this, a little bit of that until you finally commit suicide. Oh, yeah, we need to stand against that, too. But why in the world can't we as Christians take a stand against evil? Why can't we call out the pink pedophile standing in the corner who's over dripping sweat? Why can't we call him out for what he is? Why do alternative media have to say, we're not going to talk about that? We're not going to talk about this. We're not going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about Jesus. I'm going to always talk about Jesus. Without Christ and without the great I am, we have absolutely no hope and we have no definition of ourselves, period, except from a secular standpoint. And that's always futile. 
What are we going to say when we're laying on our deathbed? Oh, man, I wish I had defined myself better. I wish I had had more hobbies. I wish I had done more work. I wish I had spent more time at the office. I wish I would have made more money. I wish I would have had more this, this, more, 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 more. No, no. We have fulfillment through Christ, through Jesus. When we accept him as our Lord and our Savior, all things are possible to us. And we should live for him. Our hearts should beat for him. That defines us. Not secular psychology, not more hobbies, not more interests, not more sexual liaisons, certainly not more alcohol, not more drugs, not more psychiatric drugs. No, more of Jesus. And when he fills you to the highest, to the brim, and you're overflowing, and you're constantly being refilled with the Holy Spirit, you live your life in peace. And you go, oh, well. What are they going to do to me? Look at these clowns. Look what they're doing now. Ha, ha, ha. People ask me, how do you deal with this, Ted? You you take four to six hours a day having to deal with news stories to do a show the following day, and including two to three hours in the morning before the show. I was up at 6.30 this morning working on the show. Here's how I deal with it. My hope and my faith is in Jesus. It's not in the world and the world's corrupt systems. I know who runs the planet. It's Lucifer. I got that. I mean, it's not hard to figure that one out. He's the God of this world. Even Jesus was taken up to the most high place and shown the world. And he, and Lucifer said to him, if you bow down to me, I will give you all of this. Jesus said, absolutely not. No way. Serve only thy Lord, thy God. He knew better because he knew who controlled the world and who controls the entire universe. Satan's got, he's like the prince of this world, right? We got that. We have, we figured that one out. We can walk around and see that. But that doesn't mean we have to serve him and serve secular psychology and try to define ourselves based on secular psychology and Satan's principles. I'm going to say it again. We don't define ourselves based on Satan's world and Satan's principles. We define ourselves by the relationship we have with the Most High God through Jesus Christ, through a blood covenant that we have from him, with him, through Kyle Calvary, an eternal covenant. He died for you. He died for you to redeem you from the evil one, to save you from these entities, these demons. ETs, pick it, name, I don't care. He saved you from this. And guys, we need to understand that. And we can't walk in fear. It's no good. It's the mind killer. It's the spirit killer. And you can't go outside of the cross to try to find out who you are. If you have to do that, You've got to ask yourself a question. Am I really serving the Most High God? Am I really saved? Have I really committed my heart and my life to Jesus Christ? you got to ask yourself those questions. Because if you're not getting fulfillment from Jesus and what he did on the cross, where else are you going to go? The world will never give you that. So remember... You can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And for those of you right now who are listening for the first time, you think, is this a new show or this guy preaching? Well, yeah, that's right. Both. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So we're going to pray right now. If you've not accepted Jesus Christ as your as your savior, I want you to pray with me right now. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to forgive me, Lord. I ask you for to be to you to forgive me for following the ways of the world and doing the things of the world and trying to find purpose in the ways of the world. I accept Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. I believe that he died on Calvary and he was resurrected from the dead. And now he reigns with you in heaven, and I accept him as my Lord and my Savior. I ask you to forgive me, Lord, for all the things that I've done, and I thank you for the new covenant I have in your blood. And I thank you, Lord, because I now call you and Jesus Christ Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Now, if you prayed that prayer with me, I believe with you from the bottom of my heart. 
that you're a born-again Christian. But guys, listen to me. You've got to read the Bible. Start with the book of John in the New Testament. Read it four or five or six or seven, eight, nine, ten times. You say, well, it's hard to read that. It doesn't make it, well, it gets you, it gets you a version like an NIV. I'm not saying it's the best one, but get you one that's easy to understand. New international version and read it. Read it ten times. Then start back with the book of Matthew. Go all the way back through the Gospels again and go through the entire New Testament. And then skip the book of Revelation, okay, to start with. Now, you need to read it. It's important. But it's going to get you confused because you're not going to understand it. Then go back and read the Torah, the five first books of Levitical law. Then read the New Testament over again. And then you go back in and you start studying the book of Revelation. And you get yourself a good commentary that's not based on the Zionist Schofield Bible to understand the book of Revelation the best you possibly can. But guys, remember this. We're not born of a spirit of fear or of necessity to be inside of a secular system. We're born of power and of love and of salmon. Guys, listen to me, guys. When you accept Jesus, which you just did if you prayed that with me, you now are in covenant with the creator of the universe. In other words, he's your covenant head. In other words, everything he owns belongs to you. He shares it with you. He shares part of his omnipotence, omniscience, omnipresence, everything with you. A tiny percentage, all you can handle. Because he wants you to be blessed in every area of your life, including your relationships. You no longer have a need to be fulfilled through secularism or through sex or through drugs or through alcohol. This is who Jesus is. He delivered us from the world. But the world constantly tries to entrap us and drag us back in. Why? Because it's all they know. It's all they know. Don't put your hearts and your minds on a prophet who may or may not be real. I'm not saying they're real or not real. I'm saying they may or may not be real. What I'm saying is put your hearts and your soul and your life and your entire future on Jesus Christ. He is the author. He is the finisher. He is the perfecter. And he said on Calvary, it is finished. We have to understand that. And this is what's happened with Christianity. We've walked away from the cross. We did. We allowed the Republicans to be taken over by the Kabbalists, the Luciferians. They've dragged us into never-ending wars all over the world. They've allowed us to sling dope out of Afghanistan. The preachers have not preached from the pulpit the truth of what's happening and telling us what we need to avoid. They have not been our shepherds. They've let their sheep fall off the cliff. They've let their sheep get eaten by wolves. They let their sheep die of starvation and malnourishment. They've done all of this stuff. And they can't do that. Christian pastors have to tell you exactly what I told you this morning. They have to. This is a this is a sermon today for you guys. It is something you need to understand. This is real Christianity. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And if we understand that, we leave the secular things behind us and we don't have to have fulfillment with a car you buy or you know a truck you buy. Or a house you live in. And don't get me wrong. These things are nice. And God doesn't mind you having a nice car or a nice house. He just doesn't want that car or that truck or that house to have you. He wants you to be fulfilled through him, through Jesus. Gosh, I hope you guys got something from this this morning. I've been working on this all morning. I want you guys to understand who you are in Jesus. And we've got to call out this thing in the corner for what it is. It's the evil one, and we're delivered from that. The Lord's Prayer even asks us to deliver us from the evil one. I love you guys. Austin, what do you think? Yes, absolutely, and that's why I've continued to tell people for the entire last year to stop operating in fear. This entire 
pandemic, scamdemic, whatever you want to refer to it now, is nothing more than one giant fear theater. It's like a horror movie. Austin, your microphone's really, really low. Um, I'm pull it down real quick here. So what, what we're seeing in it is now is lies and more theater. Now, to address also, too, what Dad is saying, let me clarify this. There's nothing wrong with having hobbies and goals and things you're involved in, especially things that are good and healthy and having motivation to do stuff as well. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. I just want to clarify that as well. Being able to go out and have hobbies and go do things and be, have goals and have drive to do stuff, that's extremely healthy and good motivation as well, especially exercising on a regular basis, which can naturally increase dopamine and can also increase your strength, increase your flexibility, increase your mood. So there's lots of things you can do as well, basically to stay active and stay healthy during what's going on right now. So I know a lot of people have been frustrated over the last year because they can't do a lot of stuff they normally go do. And it's not that those things make you happy. It's that some of those things are enjoyable or some of those things are goals or some of those things you've worked for very, very hard for years on end. And now you basically are trying to go out and figure out how to do them or do them differently, or you don't have the ability to do them anymore. So again, I encourage everybody continue to make goals, continue to have motivation and drive and continue to find different hobbies as well that you can basically enjoy, especially exercising and training. That's always a really important one that I encourage a lot of people to do because it's very beneficial for the brain and also the body. Also, in other news in Missouri now, Missouri County sheriffs have now said in Newton County, they just passed legislation that will empower all local law enforcement, including basically sheriff, county, and city, to arrest any federal agents who attempt to violate the Second Amendment rights of citizens within the county. This is huge. I'm definitely very proud of Newton County, Missouri. These guys, I hope that down here in Florida, this is something that the Polk County Sheriff's Department, I really, really wish would address. That's one of my only gripes that I've had is that they've been very, very – uh, kind of gray as far as what they would do in this situation. And so the Newton County Second Amendment Prevention Act will nullify any unlawful federal restriction on firearms that may be passed by the current administration. All federal acts, laws, orders, rules, and regulation passed by the federal government, specifically any president, whether past, present, or future, which infringe on the fringe on the people's rights to keep and bear arms as guaranteed by the Second Amendment, shall be invalid in this county and should not be recognized by this county and will be rejected by this county and be considered null and void of no effect in this county, the bill declares. I got to give these guys a standing ovation on this. More and more counties need to start standing up. A lot of people don't realize that the governor – and then pretty much the county sheriff, those are your two main security points in a state and maintaining a constitutional area. We have been blessed with a very good governor as far as in the state of Florida that's refused to capitulate and not give in to the fear-mongering and the fear porn that they're trying to push on a daily basis all across the country. This is really, really good. So I, I encourage those guys Keep up the good work out there. Definitely some awesome stuff. Also, too, it's interesting. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. has now been banned off Instagram. Again, this is something interesting. He was banned just days after he pinned a comprehensive account of Bill Gates' attempt to monopolize and dominate 
global food production, and public health programs. The Washington Post even lobbied Facebook to take action against Kennedy after he posted a section of the video from Planet Lockdown movie. This is a film made by Catherine Austin Fitz, which seek to expose the connections between big tech and the federal government and how they engineered a system of control. Sections of the movie present arguments that the COVID injection push is being controlled by the upper elite and that vaccines are basically part of a push towards synthetic biology, which will be patent and can also cause infertility. Now, I've already warned a lot of people about this as far as with this COVID RNA shot is that there's a high probability it's going to cause severe reproductive issues later on in the future. This is why it's so important that everybody start talking the truth and getting the information out there. CBS News Travel Editor Peter Greenberg last night just basically appeared gleeful on a new episode and stated bluntly, in order to travel, you will likely need proof that you've been vaccinated for COVID and vaccination passports, he said, will be the new standard in travel. It will be required, Greenberg said. The real question is what technology will be available to create a universally acceptable and universally readable document that cannot be forged. Cannot be forged? I mean, what, what, what are we going with here? This birth certificate? You know, legitimate passports, that, that's what they're trying to say with this now, that you have to have a level passport to show you've been vaccinated in order to travel. Yeah, I'm telling you, that's, I, we, Dan and I talked about it last year in detail that it was coming. As soon as Bill Gates started talking about it, this is where they're going to take it. The masks were the beginning phase. Why do you think the CDC just came out last week and said nobody is allowed to travel on any bus, plane, train, Uber, anywhere in public transport and not wear a mask? Or they will be basically fined and have civil sanctions put on them. Why do you think they did that? It's training. It's brain entrainment. This is something that these guys are incredibly effective at. The, la- the, the ability to control the psychology of the mind is crucial. It's crucial, especially for what they are trying to do with this technique. And so they've slowly gotten people to go a little bit further, a little bit further, a little bit further. I mean, first, the lockdowns, you know, and again, they got everybody at first because we all went, okay, we don't know what the heck just came over from China, allegedly. What are we going to do with this? And so then the lockdown started. Well, then the rolling lockdowns continued, and then the churches shut down, and the businesses shut down. Why Amazon and why Costco and why all these big box stores literally raked in tens of billions of dollars. It's interesting. There's an article that Breitbart just put out, and it's an article from Job Creators Network Foundation. And they're pretty much like a you know unbiased company. And what they do is they basically look at building jobs as far as in growth in the industries. And they came out now and said that Amazon has basically made a very thinly veiled attempt to kill its small business competitors. They have launched a new multifaceted campaign to unmask Amazon's plan to decimate small business. They said Amazon has been running opt-eds and advertisement urging lawmakers to more than double the federal minimum wage to $15 an hour. After nearly a year of pandemic-related shutdowns, a $15 minimum wage would be a death blow to thousands of small businesses already hanging on by the thread. The campaign, which is housed by the PrimeBusinessBuster.com include a full-page advertisement. The effort 
was to expose Amazon just days after the Congressional Budget Office released report that they made it clear that raising the minimum wage was a huge priority. They said Amazon executives may be fooling the mainstream media into believing their push. They're not fooling the mainstream media. The mainstream media is their advertisement arm. <laughs> They're pushed for a higher minimum wage to help workers. <clears throat> they go on to say here that although Main Street may not be in the exact intended target, it will certainly be in the crosshairs that a federal minimum wage of $15 an hour will eliminate up to 2.7 million jobs they're estimating now. And it's interesting because as you start to see a lot of these companies like McDonald's and so forth, how they've been moving into the entire uh, realm of, you know, kiosk and, you know, non-person touching. And what's interesting about this, you know, non-contact, what's interesting is COVID also has been a perfect example and a perfect tool for them to decrease this as well. Because now if you notice, if you notice the customer service, the majority of businesses absolutely is horrendous now. You ever try to call any companies and you got to sit on hold for 10, 15, 20 minutes and you get somebody on the phone who's like working remotely from their home? They can't even verify anything for you. They're like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to have to send an email over to so-and-so, and and that person's going to have to email to so-and-so, and and, uh, we'll get back to you in five to seven business days. And you go, I just want to track my package and see if it's shipped yet. (laughs) They go, oh, well, we can't do that. I, I don't have any access to that. I hear it all the time. That's why here at Health Masters, we have prided ourselves in trying to make sure we have direct contact with our customers. We're all still in-house here in our business together. That way, if something has to happen, we can communicate with one another very, very, very quickly. You know, we ship everything out of here. So if somebody wants something next day air, they call something, they say, hey, we need next day air. Call us up. We'll get it out. If it's pretty much before 4 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, we can get it out to you. We can have it to you. Bam, next morning if you need it. I've had numerous customers do that who have basically contracted COVID or other types of viruses and say, hey, they call us up and say, dude, we need C, D, zinc, iodine. We need it now. We need to basically get it rushed. We go, okay, we'll let you know what it is. And we actually have very, very good rates for what we can get shipped. And so, again, I appreciate the support of health masters and other small businesses alike because Amazon is going to turn into the government distribution retail center. That's what they are. If everybody hasn't figured that out yet, Amazon is essentially almost just another branch of the government as far as how much control they have, even so much that they're actually putting their new corporate headquarters in Arlington, Virginia, right across the river from Washington, D.C. They're literally four miles from the Capitol. Interestingly enough, the building, which is designed as a double helix, very interesting, they said construction of the corporate headquarters is expected to begin next year and will cost $2.5 billion and will include 2.8 million square feet of new office space distributed across three 22-story buildings. This thing is going to be a monstrosity. And it's going to be shaped in this double helix architecture, and it's going to be right downtown, basically as close you can get to the Capitol without building basically on federal property. Why do you think they're putting that up there? Because they are an arm of the government now. They are a retail distributor. That's why I repeatedly call them. They're a global retail monopoly. That's where they're going. This is why I've encouraged so many people and thank people. Stop buying stuff off Amazon. 
If you have to, go on there and find prices and find the company that's selling it and then buy from them direct. Do the best you can to support those companies, even the ones that are selling stuff on there because, quite frankly, they're just trying to stay in business right now. And working with Amazon is an absolute nightmare. They do not care about their customers. They do not care about their quality, and they sure as heck don't care about their employees at all. So please continue to support small companies. Keep this economy alive. And thank you again for supporting Health Masters. Also, too, in other news, this is something that I found very interesting. Remember in Canada, they talked about a month ago they were going to start having quarantine hotels, right, for people that basically came into the country that couldn't go home or they had to quarantine for 14 days. Well, apparently now we've been getting information from CBC News is that travelers are now being forced to stay in Calgary's hotel quarantine facility despite having provided details of 14-day quarantines. Some individuals are still being forced to stay there because they're saying they're still at risk even though they're still testing negative for COVID. So they're coming into the country, they're testing negative for COVID, they're still being forced to stay there. And they say it's a secretive quarantine hotel that lacks any significant healthy food, virtually no medical treatment, while being allowed outside for only 15 minutes per day under armed security watch. They said it is like prison, if not a literal prison. No meals are served after 6 p.m. Numerous people who have been stuck in there for two weeks have said you basically get three meals a day that are literally kid size. They put small portions and dump it in a disposable cardboard box. Basically, you're not allowed to have any visitors, and you have to go buy unhealthy snacks if you want to buy anything else in there. And they pretty much have virtually hardly any medical support at all unless you become like sick and die and transported to a hospital region region of it are you kidding me right now guys this is what they're allowing to have in canada and again this is one of the reasons of what happens when you allow a country to be disarmed look what's happened in australia they got disarmed in the 90s they have been under full-blown lockdown and now basically mandated vaccinations now they're basically saying now they're mandating vaccines so they haven't said that word yet but that's what they're doing now i've got numerous emails from people that live in australia and pretty much they're going to make your life so difficult make sure you basically can't get pension you can't get any support from the government any financial support whatsoever unless you get your shot look what they're doing in the uk they've completely locked down that beautiful country they've completely ruined the economy over there look Look what they've done in most of Europe. Look what they've done in Canada. There's one common denominator among all the other things as far as – but one common denominator among the populace in all those countries I just listed. They've all been disarmed. Always remember when you have the ability to defend yourself taken away from you without your consent, you are now at the whims of anybody that wants to control you, including an all-power tyrannical government. That's why I've encouraged everybody, make sure we make as much backlash as we can about H.R. 127. Try to get with your county and have them do something like they did up there in Missouri. I commend those guys for that. That was incredible what they just did. And I'm pretty certain, especially in Missouri, they're, they're pretty stout out there, that they will enforce that. And I hope a lot of other counties continue to follow suit. Because, as I told you before, just because – a politician 
decides they want to try to get something passed that violates the Constitution doesn't make it law. And those individuals in Missouri and that sheriff's department understands that completely. Continue to stay strong. Continue to stay prepped. Always keep everything, you know, on standby. I encourage people to. That's why I always tell people, carry a gear bag, you know, in your truck or your car with you. Something that's just simple, you know, a couple food bars, you know, a medic kit, any supplies that you may need because you never know when you might have to walk home. You never know if you can't get fuel and you're basically out of town. You basically got to, you know, truck it back, walk back. So always have multiple plans like that. And that's why I've encouraged so many people right now with what's coming and seeing what Bill Gates has been doing and buying up huge swaths of property. Stay prepped, stay vigilant, continue to have backup food and water supply at all times. We've learned that down here in Florida at the utmost importance because of the hurricanes we have and power being out and places being closed for a week, week and a half on end. So continue to stay prepped, continue to maintain your health, exercise and stay strong. Thank you for supporting Health Masters. What's your next show or what's your next show? Austin, you're absolutely correct. And let me say something about Florida. You know, we deal with hurricanes. Back in 2003, 2004, we had, like, storms coming through here all the time. It was nightmarish. It really was. But we weren't scared. We didn't walk in fear. You know, most of us have, like, a hurricane room where they doesn't have a bunch of glass, et cetera, in our houses in which we can go in with the family if we have to. You know, we store water. We store food. So we're prepared. That stops that fear mess. If you have a preparedness mindset, you don't walk in fear. If you walk in fear – you're not doing what God wants you to do because you're not supposed to walk in fear. And see, this is so important. And Austin also said something. Keep your hobbies going. And he's right. Keep your hobbies going. If you work out, work out. You know, if you like to paint, paint. If you like to work in the garden, work in the garden. Keep your hobbies going. But guys, listen to me. Don't let your goals and your hobbies define who you are. They are subordinate to your relationship with Christ. We have subordinate goals and we have superordinate goals. We have the primary goals of our relationship with Christ, and then we have the subordinate goals. And there's absolutely nothing wrong, Austin's right, with liking to go out and shoot guns and go train and work out with weights or go running, which is kind of rough on the joints when you get older. But you can do it if you'd like, but it's hard on your joints and knees and hips. But you can do all kinds of stuff as far as cardio without impact. There are all kinds. If you like to go sailing, go sailing. If you like to go boating, go boating. If you like to go fishing, go fishing. Just don't let those goals define you. That's what's so important. You can't say, well, I'm the person who goes out and fishes all day long. Okay, well, who are you? I'm that guy. I'm the guy who fishes all day long. Well, who are you really? Well, that's me. I'm the guy who fishes all day long. No, our goals and our definition of ourselves have to be through Christ and with what God's done for us. Now, Austin was also 100% right about what's going on in England. England has turned into a complete and total nightmare. They're locking people down in England. I mean, there's an article here. It says, move over. This is from the Zero Hedge. It says, I've got it posted on the website. Move over, Bill Cosby. Here come the COVID criminals. And you think, well, what the heck? What does that mean, COVID criminals? Hey, bear in mind the UK also already has some of the strictest COVID rules in the world. People must stay home right now unless they've got a reasonable excuse to go out. Earlier week, they decided to basically roll out even stricter rules. Anyone now who attends a gathering of more than 15 people Get fined like 1100 bucks, And if you organize that gathering, like you have a birthday party when you got 20 people show up, they're going to fine you 10,000 pounds, which is like twelve, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 because you had a birthday party. All non-essential businesses are still closed. And just like the incarcerated felons, incarcerated felons, Brits are allowed to exercise only outside once a day. Can't go outside. 
Now, those rules were in place for the past few weeks, but on Monday, the government established even harsher rules, effective immediately. Anyone who arrives to the U.K. from the so-called red list of countries, you know, must buy a quarantine package from the government that costs $2,400 per person. The rules require that travelers on the red list quarantine in government-approved hotels and not at home, and the package includes accommodation, testing, etc. As a further measure, the new rules also threaten fines and imprisonment. Listen to this. Up to 10 years in prison if anyone is found lying about their travel history. Yep, 10 years in prison. Now, in England right now, if you sexually assault somebody, you get 10 years in prison. If you have a racially motivated assault, you know, like if you're a white supremacist or a black supremacist and you go attack a white person or a black person, they give you about two years, but you get 10 years for lying about your travel history. If you abduct a child, you get seven years, but you get 10 years for lying about your travel history. If you are a pedophile and you rape a young child, you get five years, but you get 10 years about your COVID history. If you intend to injure Her Majesty, the Queen, you get seven years in prison, but 10 years if you tell them that you basically went to Germany before you went to France and you lied about your travel history. What? Child porn, you get three years, but 10 years if you lie about your travel history. And if you basically kill somebody because of careless driving, you get five years in prison versus 10 years for basically not abiding to the coronavirus law. So what they're saying is this. If you're a rapist, a traitor, a violent white or black supremacist, a murderer or a pedophile, you get a lighter sentence for your crime than someone lies to, who lies about being to Germany or Portugal. Yeah, that's where you are now in Great Britain. What the heck? Is that something that we even need to think about or talk about? Look at Berkeley right now. Berkeley, California's one of Premier's liberal universities. They pretty much tell the kids they can't leave the room. They can't leave their dorm room unless it's like an emergency or if they got to take an exam. They can't go to the bathroom if somebody else is in the bathroom. I mean, it's nuts. It's absolutely nuts of what's happened all over the world. And why is that? Because Christians have become ambivalent. We've allowed these people who run the planet – this, these demons, basically, these weirdos, to tell us what to do. And we just comply because the pastor in the pulpit is basically silent. Lou Rockwell, I posted this article also, says, because there's a safer, more economical and efficacious remedy than vaccines, why in the world are we being forced to get vaccines? And it talks about what happened with 1918, that there's a proven cure already. And then it gives some very, very interesting statistics. It basically says that you got to take vitamin D3, and here's what it says. If you have COVID, strong evidence that increasing vitamin D reduces the risks of COVID, 12.5% were COVID positive with less than 20 nanograms per milliliter of D, 8.1% with 30 to 34 milligrams, and only 5.9% with vitamin D levels of 55. Now, that's pretty amazing, isn't it? Well, this is so important that we've got to understand that the vitamin D levels, which activate the macrophages, which we've talked about forever, are the key for all of this stuff. But we're having an endless pandemic, aren't we? Okay, Up to 90% of positive tests were actually negative in one study. And now they're saying the CDC has fabricated tens of thousands of up to 80 to 90% of the tests that say that you're COVID positive are complete and total lie. There's more evidence for vitamin D than any vaccine, period, period. Now, when you throw the C in and you throw in the zinc and you throw in the potassium iodine, now you got yourself a package. Now you got yourself a package that is great, keeping a really, really healthy immune system. 
yesterday, the car dealership over another city called me up again, and another person's been diagnosed with COVID, and they asked me if they could get more supplements, and I said, sure. And I, I talked to them yesterday. I talked to one of the people over there who's super healthy, who's on our protocol, and like all the people there that are on our protocol, none of them are sick. And the guys who don't take care of themselves or who have comorbidities, who eat junk all the time, who don't take vitamins, they're all getting sick. I warned you this was going to happen months ago with viral shedding and what's happening now with people getting injected with a vaccine that makes you manufacture the coronavirus spike protein. Like there was never going to be a problem with that, right? I mean, it was ridiculous. But guys, think about it for a second. You know, we've got to continue to stay focused on the solutions, and that solution is Jesus Christ. Always remember that because we can do all things through him who gives us strength. I love you guys. Have a wonderful weekend. Uh, Austin's going to be on Hagman tonight. I appreciate you. Austin, go ahead and finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys later. Yes, absolutely. And remember, the vaccine, a vaccine by definition, provides immunity to a disease. That's that's the definition pretty much in in a nutshell. The COVID shot, this RNA, does not provide immunity to anything. In a best-case scenario, it merely reduces the chance of getting a severe case of the virus if you catch it. But you can still catch it and you can still spread it. Hence, it is a medical treatment, not a vaccine. Why in the world would you take a medical treatment for an illness you do not have? It's a million-dollar question. So thank you again for the support of Health Masters. Continue to get this truth out there. Feel free to sign up for our free weekly newsletter. We send out stuff all the time on that. Also, to be sure to check out the products of the week, the Magnesium Brain Food and the B-Complex also on Super Sale this week as well. Thank you again for the support. Have a blessed, safe, awesome weekend. I'll talk to you on the Hagman Show tonight, and uh, we'll talk to you back on this show again Monday as always. to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.